0: Welcome to the Christmas Joy Podcast. Each week, I bring you tips and ideas to help you calm the Christmas chaos. Hey, everyone, I'm Chris-Ann Blair, Christmas coach and founder of christmasorganizing.com, and I'm here to guide you in creating a Christmas notebook and personalized Christmas plan. Without a plan at Christmas, you can easily get overwhelmed, overspend, overcommit, leave Christ out of Christmas, and more. Don't let Christmas chaos lead to Christmas stress. You deserve to enjoy the Christmas season. Before we start discussing today's tips and ideas, I want to throw a big thank you to all our members of the Candy Cane Club via Patreon. You can join the current members in supporting this podcast and Christmas organizing by visiting christmasorganizing.com and clicking on the Candy Cane Club link. Members have free access to over 100 plus Christmas planning forms, and they receive a weekly email with the PDF of the forms for the topic of the week you will hear me referring to in this podcast. This week's topic is all about your Christmas cards. The stress of sending cards can be reduced if you take a few minutes to think about the little details involved in sending Christmas cards and create a Christmas card strategy. The first task is to make a list of all the people you would like to send Christmas cards to and then classify each one. Mailing Christmas cards is always the one thing I tend not to do if I start running out of time during the holiday season. The main reason is because of how much prep work goes into sending the cards out. This puts a damper on my Christmas season because I love to receive cards, and I know others do also. And I realized the first step is making a list. With this knowledge, I came up with a system to make sure I prioritize my Christmas card list. The first thing you need to do is make a list of everyone you would love to send a card to using the Christmas card list form or a sheet of paper. On this list include your roommate from college, Sorority sisters, high school friends, etc. You know, all those people you meant to keep in touch with throughout the year. Next, give each person a classification according to the following A must send a Christmas card to, B want to give a Christmas card to, these are ones you will hand out, not mail, C want to send a Christmas card to, these are ones you will mail, and then D will send a card if I can. Make a few copies of your Christmas card list form and rework your list according to the classifications you gave people so that all your people with A's are together, etc. Make sure you mark whether you have the address for each person on your list. Using this method may not get all your cards out on time, but it will help you identify, if you're limited on time, who you feel you have to send a card to this Christmas. While I am still not getting through my D-list, each year I get closer. Here's an example of the type of people I put in each category. A. This category includes people who sent me a card over the past few years and people that I want to connect with yearly that I do not send gifts to at Christmas. This usually includes distant family and friends. B. This category includes friends, coworkers, church members, etc. that I will hand deliver the cards to. C. This category includes people who live away from me and I will be mailing their cards to them. D, this category is of people that I want to send cards to that I also give gifts to at Christmas. Why are they last? Because they get gifts and my time and energy goes into their gifts first and cards second. Next, you need to decide when to send your cards. Years ago, I watched a television show set in the 1940s where the mother spent all Christmas Eve trying to get her Christmas cards addressed and to the post office for them to be postmarked with December 24th on each one. For her, this was a significant part of her holiday traditions, and for her, the postmark was more important than the date the card arrived. Have you thought about when you would like your Christmas cards to arrive? Is the postmark important to you or a specific time you would like for them to arrive? Do you want your Christmas card to be the first one to arrive after the Thanksgiving holiday? If you answered yes to any of these questions, it is now time to go to your calendar and mark down which day you want to mail your cards. If a specific date is what you want, that is an easy one. But if you want them to arrive at a certain time, it can be a little trickier. Where you are mailing the cards to will dictate when you need to send them. And as a rule, the further away you're sending them, the more time you need to allow. My rule of thumb is one week before, and normally I'm pleased with when my cards arrive. If you do not have a particular time or day to mail your cards, mark on your calendar the last day you wanna have all your cards to the post office. Seeing the due date on your calendar can serve as a reminder to complete and mail your cards, whether you're sending them out in small batches or collecting them to send all at one time once you're finished. Now that your list is made, and you know when you want to send your cards, it's time to gather your addresses. Start with finding the addresses for your must send cards or your A group and work your way down to the D group. Go around your house with a basket and gather up all your address books, old Christmas card envelopes, etc. to get the addresses for your cards. Put your names and addresses either in one address book, traditional or electronic, or create a Christmas contact card for each person. If you choose the traditional address book, make sure you write your items down in pencil so that you can change addresses easily when people move, get married, divorced, have children, etc. I highly recommend that you keep this address book close to your Christmas organizing notebook so you can find it easily when you begin working on your envelopes. An easy way to fill out a traditional address book is to create labels on your computer and stick them into your address book. Also, be on the lookout after Christmas for an address book designed just for Christmas cards and slip it into the front of your notebook. If you choose to use an electronic system for your address book, it will often allow you to fill in special information about the person and it makes changes much easier. One word of caution though, make sure you make a couple of backups with your information on it. Consider having a friend keep one copy for you or put it in a safe deposit box. It would be a terrible thing to lose the information after you spent so much time locating the addresses and then taking time to put each one into the computer. Once you have your names and addresses in the computer, print the list out and place it in your notebook with your Christmas card list. The next item to consider is what type of cards will you send? For many people, sending Christmas cards is their way of sending a small gift to their friends and family. With a little planning, You can send the one card that everyone loves and becomes his or her favorite card. You know, the one that everyone raves over above all the rest. Will you be making your cards or including a small gift or just looking for that one special store-bought card? Rubber stamping is one of the easiest ways to make pretty handmade cards and can be rather inexpensive to make after you buy the stamps. Look for companies that sell stamps and sets to make your job easier. Also, you can make handmade cards that will double as an ornament. By your card doubling as an ornament, it allows your card to be cherished year after year and adds that special touch. You will find envelopes of various sizes at any office supply or craft store for your handmade cards. If you decide to make your cards, make one up now to see how hard they are and which supplies you will need. Another idea is to use your Christmas card as the packaging to send a small gift, a pretty bookmark a gift card, a Christmas ornament, a keychain, or other small flat object can turn an ordinary card into a wonderful gift. If you're purchasing your cards, be on the lookout for that one special card that speaks to you and touches your heart. Cards that you connect with is like sending a little piece of yourself and you will normally know it's the right card when you see it. Here are some reminders about the cost of sending your Christmas cards via the post office. First, Take into consideration the cost of mailing your Christmas cards and make sure that amount is added into your budget. Sometimes the cost of mailing is more than just a stamp. There are several things that can cause your postage to be more than you are planning. Size, weight, and thickness. Did you know that if your card is not in the size zone of a first class stamp, you will have to pay more postage? This includes smaller as well as larger make sure to check with your local post office or online at usps.com. One year I mailed cards that were square because I thought they were pretty and different being square. Little did I know I had to pay more for them being square. Lesson learned. If you're planning on adding items to your card, be sure to weigh the card with your inserts inside so your forever stamp postage does not turn into a $2.50 postage price. Once you've selected the card you want to mail, add the items you want to include, gifts, pictures, letter, etc and take it to the post office to be measured and weighed so you know if you wanna lighten the load or add something else in. Did you know your card cannot be beyond a certain thickness? If you wanna keep your postage costs down low, be sure to take this into account, especially if you're making your cards. The post office has a tool to use for thickness and it is best to take it by and let them officially put it through their slide. This past year, a friend received a card and had to pay $3.10 extra. When he opened it, it was a snack-sized candy bar. The person who sent the card was very thoughtful, but did not know about the thickness rule with the post office. He was not the only one who received this Christmas card along with a postage due bill. Now that I told you about ways your cards can cost more, let's look at ways to save on postage with your Christmas cards. The first way is to look at all the people on your Christmas card list. Are you sending gifts to anyone? If so, put their card with their gift and let them know when they receive the package to go ahead and open the card. Another way to save on postage is to utilize mailbox systems at church, work, or school if it's allowed. A favorite way for me to save on postage is to send Christmas postcards. Postcards can be fun to create through online sources, purchased in card shops, or even made on your printer at home, the postage for the traditional size postcard is less expensive than a card in an envelope. So, while postage can take a bite out of your budget, there are always ways to save and still send your Christmas greetings through the mail. One final tip about Christmas cards. Do you dread signing your Christmas cards? Well, how about having a family signing night? Signing cards can be a long task and cause writer's cramp if you're the only person in the family signing everyone's name for your Christmas cards. A solution to this is to create a family signing night for your Christmas cards. Select a night well in advance of your mailing date where everyone is home and plan a fun night. Maybe put on a favorite Christmas movie, music, or just around the dinner table. Have pens of all different colors set out, asking each person to choose one color to sign their name. If you're not sitting at a hard surface, pass out books or clipboards to everyone to have a good hard surface to sign on. Now, let the signing begin. Pass the cards around to each person throughout the event, having them sign their name to the card. If you really want to involve them more, you can ask them to help address the cards too. Divide up your Christmas contact cards evenly and pass them out to everyone. Having the family sign their names to your Christmas cards not only shows each member took time to sign the card, but it also helps turn a large task into a fun Christmas activity for the whole family. Now it's time for our Christmas reminders. This segment will be to remind you about lists to update or add to that are not part of our topic for the week. First, review your master gift list and gifting group sheets. Do you have anyone new to add to the list or have you purchased gifts this week? Update your sheets accordingly. Second, have you seen any great ideas for this coming Christmas? Add them to your Christmas idea list. Third, have you added any money to your Christmas savings? Make sure to update your records and don't forget to record any items you purchased and keep the receipts handy. Fourth, did you purchase any new gifts this week? Update your gift list forms as well as your gift box inventory sheets and make sure to place your gifts in your gift storage area. Thank you so much for joining me today for this episode of the Christmas Joy podcast. Each week, the podcast brings you tips and ideas based around a topic to help you create a Christmas notebook and guide you through filling out the planner pages. Visit christmasorganizing.com for more information, and don't forget to sign up for our free newsletter and join us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. Until next time, wishing everyone a Merry Christmas filled with joy.